three, two, one. Welcome to the Mix Zone by Infront X Lab. On this podcast, we chat with sports and innovation leaders from around the globe, talking about everything from the newest technologies to major trends affecting our industry. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, we're Infront X Lab, the innovation branch of digital media company Infront X. We help sports and entertainment organizations gain the upper hand with innovation and bring them closer to cutting edge technologies, covering all sports related industries from data to content and everything in between. Amarov Sabir, marketing manager at the lab and the host of this podcast. It's no secret that sports organizations' most valuable asset is undoubtedly their fans. That's why we see organizations investing heavily in communication, be it via social media, websites, emails, or apps. While social media is where most fans spend a lot of their time, sports organizations have limited communication capabilities through these channels, and even more limited insights about their fans. This is why we see more and more clubs, leagues, and federations shifting their activities into owned and operated channels with mobile-friendly options, and more specifically, apps, offering a uniquely high value. But launching your own app isn't that simple or easy. Good apps are often quite pricey, and affordable ones are either very basic or offer an outdated look and feel, colliding with the organization's will to provide its fans with the best in-class experience. This is where today's guest comes into play. We're joined by Guillaume Falou, co-founder and CEO of BFAN Sports. BFAN Sports offers rights holders owned and operated digital solutions to improve experiences for both fans and partners, increase engagement, and gain access to fan insight. Their product offerings include B2C and B2B platforms for fans and partners respectively, as well as a marketing management platform for the rights holders to gain a better understanding of their entire ecosystem. But what does this all mean? BFAN Sports helps clubs build mobile apps, which fans and partners use to get the latest news and scores, participate in raffles and games, receive promotions, buy tickets and merchandise, and so on and so on. Meanwhile, the clubs have a better way of communicating with their fans, more monetization opportunities, and options for sponsors, and a deeper understanding of their fans with insightful data. The Paris-based company works with about 70 clubs in five countries across various branches of sports, including football, basketball, handball, ice hockey, and rugby. So Guillaume, welcome to the Mix Zone. Thank you. Hi, Hi, Mirav. Well, before we get into the product, the company, the technology, tell us a bit about yourself. So uh, I'm a former uh, consulting, uh, business consultant. Uh, I did that for 10 years. Uh, Then, uh, like a lot of us, uh, I tend to be uh, wanting to go to the the other side where you actually uh, uh, handle things directly. Uh, So I did for uh, top executive uh, management uh, in data uh, for about four years, and uh, and then um, BFAN Sports started. So tell us a bit about BFAN Sports and how it started. Where did this idea come from? Well, the idea come from a, a very big frustration uh, I had when, uh, when I got to the stadium. You know how sometimes uh, you want to get a plane and it actually has become, except for security, very easy uh, to get to your plane just with an app, QR code and everything. And 
it struck me how uh, teams, clubs have so much to offer and could be there and they are for the service, for the entertainment. And there was absolutely nothing. Meaning that if you want to get into the stadium, you have to go through the old way to do things, which is go through your emails, find your PDF, find the printer, PDF, show the PDF to, uh, to when you get enter, it doesn't work. You have to put the luminosity of uh, uh, the light uh, of your telephone uh, higher. And so at the end, I was like, okay, I'm not even in the stadium and I'm already frustrated. And then it goes on. Where are the toilets? Uh, when you go to the toilets, there are so many people. Why you have anything that you don't have anything that tells you why that you shouldn't go there at that time? Uh, same when it comes to food and beverage. Where is it? And you realize that it's not the same at every place and you can't eat the same thing at every place. So why? And so on and so on and so on. And all the time I was like, okay, why is it so painful uh, to have such experience? And it was even more. I realized that uh, actually clubs, you have perks. Uh, sometimes you have their partners around the city. You have no idea. Or I, I even saw club where the perks were in like a small paper tickets that you can actually uh, use. And I was like, okay, vouchers like that should not even exist anymore. So it was just, just one thing. It was a mix, a lot of things that came through a diverse experience that came to a uh, uh, what defense sports should be, um, and we are trying what we are trying to achieve. It's amazing what frustrations can lead to in terms of technology. Now, tell us a bit about the, the company itself. How many employees do you have? What's the culture like around defense sports? So we are um, 10 employees, uh, and the culture is uh, full remote. Uh, it's about independence. So we have achieved a, a very complex technology across multiple technology uh, across multiple platforms uh, which means that I need uh, a lot of different people working on very different things um, but we are very few so I need uh, people to be very independent but to be able to work all together uh, without any uh, uh, necessarily top management overview um, the second thing is we, we always have found the best resources uh, pretty much where they are meaning in France or abroad. So remote has always been at the core of the company. Um, so we are very flat, very agile, uh, uh, very independent company with very independent people that works uh, together well and alone well as, uh, as well. So now if we take a look at the, your tech and the product, we're talking about several product offerings, several components. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Well, basically we have three solutions, uh, independent and codependent, depending what the, the, the client wants. Uh, and I insist on both. Independent because we know that uh, we don't want to uh, give everything to the client, maybe he doesn't want for it, but codependent because we strongly believe, and that's really the DNA of the company, is that value emerges not from one technology, from a right combination of many technology of the ecosystem to make something happen that is really great in terms of external for the time. So long story short, we have uh, three solutions. One, which is really dedicated for fans, uh, which is a, a, a fan uh, platform, which include white level apps. We have a kind of duplicated that technology and enhance it to uh, cater to business partner needs. 
when I say business partner, I'm not talking about sponsors. I'm talking to the people who actually uh, subscribe either to hospitalities or and to um, events that goes with the club all along the year. They need specific tools for networking to exchange uh, uh, cards um, and uh, to have a visibility of uh, one of the events, who's going to be there, etc. And so we have created very dedicated technology for them. And as well, it works with apps. The third technology is uh, something we didn't want to go there first, which is single sign-on. The thing is, with an app, you bring every single technology to the app. Uh, mm -hmm. So all the ecosystem of uh, the club to the app. And we realized that as long as identity is not managed across every single system of the club, we're never going to get there. So we see that clubs don't use single sign-on for most of them, or when they use some kind of identity management system, a lot of, for a lot of them, it's not very good. I mean, it's not real SSO, which makes uh, it impossible to expand uh, well across uh, many things. So we decided to do ourselves. So now we have an SSO, and we, what really potential for us is how you actually can bring very different technology into the app while uh, having a very fun perspective, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're, you, have, you offer clubs, organizations, uh, this app that's easy to use. How do you ensure that you know, one of your customers doesn't have an app that looks exactly like the others? How do you differentiate between them to make sure that users on, from different fans of different clubs have a different experience? Well, I mean, the same way you ensure that when you're using WordPress, you don't have the same website from a website to another. At the end of the day, uh, we are a content management system. Uh, and we let clubs kind of do whatever they want. Well, so we, we have a tool where you're going to manage your menus, you're going to manage, and you have three types of menus. You're going to manage your homepage, what you're going to show, what you're not, uh, not going to show. You're going to manage all the branding, the images, the, the fonts, uh, et cetera. So at the end of the day, yes, you're going to find some uh, common stuff between apps uh, in terms of templates, because we, we don't have the background of WordPress yet uh, making us uh, in a position to have thousands of templates. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because what's really important is about the experience. And I have seen so many apps of clubs that are amazing in terms of look and feel, and I bravo to the designer. But from a user experience, it's not that because, yeah, the branding is great and it's great for the club and it's great for the sponsors, not for the user because you don't get it. You don't understand what you can do, what you can't do. Things are not the right place and you feel it. So we are all about, you know, at the end experience from a user perspective, there is a right way to do it and there is a wrong way. And this is about UX. It's not necessarily just about branding. And we focus a lot on that. You mentioned that clubs and teams can go in and they can change their fonts, they can make it look what they want. Is that something that is easy to do that, you know, I as a marketer can go in or do you need somebody who has a little bit more of a background to do that? Um, so the reason we'll have so much success is generally we have a lot of, um, um, I mean, doubts from the club when say, okay, it's a template, you can do it uh, by yourself, etc. I say, yeah, but the thing is, we know CMS and web, and uh, the thing is, uh, you don't do Webflow by yourself if you don't know how to do Webflow. Uh, truth is, um, my daughter can use it, so, and, and she's five. 
So hopefully I can also. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you, you're going to be well better. Now we have done things very simple. Uh, I mean, the fact that we focus on sport, we know what they need. Uh, we know what is the minimum viable product. And when I say minimum viable product, it's the minimum viable product that's 100 times better than anything that you may ever find on the market as well. So it's easy to use uh, and it actually takes hours to, to, to have an app uh, for us, uh, not, uh, not days. So what would be the time to market? Is that as you mean, it's just it's hours? Yeah, so I mean, a club that knows exactly what uh, it wants, uh, that have the, um, what takes time is actually the imaging, the branding. If they have everything on the on shelf, um, I can do a full app, uh, I would say in six hours, four hours. Truth is generally there's a lot of questions. Uh, what do we want to put in there? How we want to put, what is storytelling we want for our fans? And that takes time. So generally clubs actually are gonna take uh, one month, but it's not one month of work. It's one month of uh, uh, getting there. Uh, understanding the depth, learning, the depth, uh, learning what you want, and uh, when you're devising some kind of strategy, uh, and then we can go there. So the best we have ever done, and includes creation of the stores, uh, creation of the app, setting up, uh, uh, set up by the club, then pushing to the stores, waiting for the stores to uh, to uh, uh, acknowledge that it's okay, and then putting live to market. So from signature. To live, uh, the best we've ever done was two weeks and a half. Uh, in general, it's going to take mostly uh, 60 days. Um, and then some clubs are going to be uh, quicker, some others not. But at the end of the day, there are two things that we don't control is how long the club wants to take to get there. And the second thing we don't control is uh, how long Apple is going to take to actually validate your app. Now, I want to talk a little bit about uh, BFAN Sports' business model. What is your current business model? Our current business model is a, a SaaS business model. We have a base product, which is very complete for a yearly fee. And then on top of that, we have a, a lot of options uh, that uh, the client can add. And those options are mostly about two things, either uh, data personalization segmentation or about uh, in-depth integration with uh, the ecosystem where they can actually uh, ask us to uh, let's add the m tickets let's add a segmentation uh, let's add a wallet etc and then we go a bit above and beyond so that's the way we work there is a reason why we chose that uh, and that's probably the biggest mistake uh, we've seen in, uh, in clients uh, that had uh, already had an experience uh, with, um, with uh, managing apps, especially clients that had not only managing apps, but actually interconnect their ecosystem. Technology changes every day. And when it comes to app, it's not web, it's not HTML, meaning that you're managing technology that are proprietary, either Google or Apple. And if you integrate with logins like Facebook and Google, plus you add social networks with Facebook, Instagram, uh, and else, you realize that every single day, something breaks. Between the moment we push an app to the store and the moment there is the first bug, it takes generally a few days 
because something has changed, either a policy from Facebook, a policy from Apple, uh, a new OS from Apple, uh, an, uh, an API that has just evolved, and there is always, always something that's going to break. And what clients realize when they actually did that, just taking a web agency, is the cost of having what you want is very high. But the thing is, not only you have paid a lot, but the moment it actually hits the shelves, then you have to pay more and then more and then more, 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 more all the time. And it ended up by being absolutely amazingly expensive. And a lot of clubs actually just abandoned doing that. Or they actually really structure a technology team like the, the biggest club in Europe. That's what the, one of the biggest value we add is because we share the technology across multiple clubs, we spend most of the time correcting that with no additional cost. So you actually have something that works and you don't have really to be bothered with that. But not only it works, but it actually evolves and get above and beyond. So you're always going to get something better. You know, you're already working with about 70 clubs, but how did you approach that first customer? What has changed in the way that you're approaching new customers nowadays? Well, just the, the first time we, uh, we, we, we talked to customers, it was mostly begging that uh, do you want an app uh, and uh, yeah, you're not going to pay for it because I mean, the whole, the, the point for us was really to have a, a first product uh, out there on the market and, and have a chance of uh, what works, what doesn't work, uh, etc. cetera. So at first we presented this as an app. The more we've, uh, we are going forward, the more we, uh, we think we are actually a platform because we still have the apps, but the apps is just a mean to get access to the fan. It's not about the app. It's about all the service, the entertainment uh, that you actually can push to the fan. And it's about the insights, uh, the data, um, and information you get from the fan, from the app. The second thing is we are more and more going uh, a, a bit above beyond the app with uh, widgets that you can add to your website with um, Instadia projection, uh, which are not anymore just about the app. And the more we're gonna get into video, uh, et cetera, uh, with a um, single sign-on, we actually getting out of the app. The point is trying, is really having a platform that merge all the, the ecosystem all together that's going to mix all the information that you get from all those ecosystem and then going to push it on different channels, now mostly the app, to actually give you, as a fan, the best experience you can have. The best possible experience. And, and I mean, you mentioned before that uh, clubs can go in, they can change things to their preferences. Were you in the, any situation where you actually worked with one of your customers, one of the clubs together, they approach you with an idea and you were able to add it into the app and continue innovating in that sort of way? Yeah, all the time. The thing is, uh, that we do two things. I mean, actually three things. First, we look every single uh, experience uh, that, uh, different, that different clubs have across the world because we are not about create pure innovation we are about finding out what really works and industrializing it into our platform the second thing is about we talk to the client because at the end of the day a great feature can be amazing in principle but the way you can use it either as a fan or on the other side as a club, there is so many uh, thresholds and difficulties that they end up by not using it. So there's a lot of work just to make sure that everything is, goes very smooth and it really kind of works into the core process of the club. 
or into the direct where uh, fans would do things. And last but not least, it's about, I wouldn't say uh, pure innovation, meaning creating a whole new usage that are crazy. We're all about how we bring different things from different ecosystems and making them work together to actually create additional value, either for the fan or for the club. And we're talking about creating additional value, creating new additional, uh, we can also talk about revenue streams. What are the monetization opportunities that you offer uh, your clients from within uh, the app or the platform? So first, it must be very clear. I mean, we are technology, meaning that we don't monetize uh, our system for the clubs. So our role is mostly about creating the opportunities for the club to actually monetize the system, either uh, directly or indirectly. Obviously, there are apps, there are big screen in the stadium. So that is all about the audience you find uh, within the app. And we give a lot of potential for ads, sponsorship, and pushing, pushing partners in front of the app. So games can be sponsored, rewards can be brought by sponsored and sponsored. The whole space of reward can be sponsored and every single space of the app can be uh, branded or sponsored. The branding of the app can be mixed with a dedicated sponsor because the branding of the app actually is real time for us. So if you want to make an event with a brand, you can decide to rebrand the whole app just for one day and then go back without and never pushing it to the store. It's, everything is real time, whether it's images or content. Uh, so that's one way. But the thing is, we went way beyond that. Reward, for example. Uh, so we have created a whole space which is about perks for the fans. So how a club can have a great relationship, let's say, with a sports retailer and actually showcase it within the app. You're going to see the partners, but it's not going to be only about the partner because then it's just advertising and the fan doesn't care. What makes it very different is you're going to be able to attach deals, discounts, perks that you actually can use into uh, the partner's venues. So you're going to get then vouchers which are attached to that partners and those vouchers are going to get either a QR code or barcode. Those barcodes are actually valid within the venue of the partner. And suddenly it's about how partnership is getting the fan with the brand, but bringing value to the fan that actually going to bring traffic at your own places. And that's a very different thing than just pushing, okay, blah, uh, as a sponsor uh, there. So that's one example. The second example is we have done a great deal of work to actually interconnect with other platforms, especially social networks. So when there is a prognosis game, for example, in the app, the prediction game, sorry, is going to be pushed automatically to the social network if the clubs want. So then you can attach a brand to the prediction and it's going to push not only in the app, but in all your early, uh, digital audience on your social networks. But then you know that when you get fans on your social audience, you kind of lose them because you then get the data you don't know. So it's all about how you bring them back to the app. So we actually I created automatic deep links when you click in the social networks. It's actually bring you back directly in the right place within the app, or it brings you into the store to actually download the app and then follow the path to bring you at the right place into the store. The whole point is I want the maximum audience. So let's get way beyond the app. But at the end of the day, the app is the place where I want to have the very dedicated, intimate 
data-based relationship with my fans. So the whole thing has been done to bring back the fans and get them there. That's technical, but from a branding perspective, what does that mean? It means that you create ways, games, to get intimate relationship with the fan. You use the audience that not, is not in the app to actually bring them back. And some of them are gonna come, some of them won't. But at the end of the day, your brand got out and you could actually talk about something else thanks to gamification. And it's, that's intimacy. So we try to bring all that and that brings great experience. And we're talking a lot about user experiences and, you know, fans of today are changing with the tech. As I said, the tech is also constantly changing. So how do you keep up with fan preferences and what they may want from these apps and these relationships with the clubs? Well, the thing is, yeah, but I think it's not totally true. So yeah, there are a lot of uh, movement into what fan expects. Uh, you see amazing startups getting into NFTs, getting into uh, crypto, etc. And uh, I mean, I think all that is going to be great for the fans. But at the end of the day, there is still something that doesn't exist for 90% of the club. You cannot get into your uh, stadium with an app. You cannot purchase food from the app. You cannot pay every single thing from the app. Your loyalty program does not even exist. And if it exists, it doesn't work altogether with everything, which is your venue, your shops, your e-shops, your ticketing system, your app and everything. So thing is, I would love to have a chance to talk about how we actually keep up with the fan. The thing is, we're not even there for, for with, with things that fans want and have been wanting for more than 10 years. It's, it's not about chasing their preferences, but it's about giving them the, you know, the basic necessities that they need when they arrive at the stadium, when they want to communicate with their team. It's, you know, it's rather than uh, looking too far ahead, it's about what it is that they're yeah. looking for now. But the thing is, we, uh, there are a lot of clubs that are already there. So it would be a great question to ask the Golden State because, I mean, their system is there uh, and they actually have the means and they go above and beyond. For us, it's about just getting all the clubs to, 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 to the right place. So our clients are mostly people who actually need to get to that first step. And then we're going to work with them to get to the next step. But I can tell you the work of just getting the, the clubs at the right step already, it's, uh, it's, good, it's good enough for business. So if we're already talking about next steps, what's the next step and what's next for BFAN Sports? So for us, the next step is more and more opening the platform. So I talk about a fan, I talked about business partners. So those, those systems need to get way better. And we have a lot of ideas to make it better. So that's one thing. We have a single sign-on. So we have our first clients coming in with a single sign-on, but now we have to expand because we believe that without that, there is no uh, seamless experience uh, for fans. So that's something we want to really want to get out there. Uh, and then because single sign-on may uh, suddenly enables you to create a loyalty program. So a lot of work for us is going to be about expanding our loyalty pro program and make it open so that any single little element that you want to reward from fan on any system can work. So it really got to be about something very flexible for, uh, for clubs and uh, give them the possibility to reward the fans all across their digital space. Thank you. I'm just, uh, before you wrap up, I'm going to ask you a couple of rapid fire questions that we ask all of our guests. You ready? Sure. All yeah. right. Well, first of all, how do you define innovation? Uh, for me, innovation is about inventions of uh, different, uh, different technologies that uh, create additional value. If you could go back and do one thing differently, even better, what would it be? Oh, 
Um, I would go directly into entrepreneurship probably 10, 20 years ago. <laughs> you, you don't find any value in what you gained over those 20 years that would have helped you today? No, I, I, I did, but uh, I feel way better now uh, than I used to. <laughs> what piece of advice would you give your younger self at the beginning of your journey? Uh, don't ask yourself too many, many questions. Just uh, go for it. Who was or is your tech role model? Probably um, uh, Steve Jobs, um, because I'm amazed by how that guy took teams that didn't even believe they could do something and actually make them do something else. So just the capacity of managing teams and uh, to have them go above and beyond. Uh, this is uh, quite amazing to me. And last but not least, what technology has had the biggest impact on you? Wow, this is a this is a good one. But yeah, I mean, for me, the revolution I really remember was the arrival of iPhone in uh, I think it's, it was two thousand six. Uh, I was working in telecom at that time, and I had so many people around saying, "Oh, yeah, so what's new? What's different?" And I really believed uh, that it was for me. It was a game changer. And I was one of those that, uh, and in one time that actually got in the, the queues before uh, Apple store to get the very, very first iPhone. <laughs> I was back, we were just reminiscing about that when everyone's running around with Blackberries before Apple even uh, dropped their first phone. Yeah, Blackberry is something I never got and uh, my thumbs were way too big to actually use. So <laughs> I didn't, I never got what, what was the first about Blackberries. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you waited in line for those iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> Guillaume, it was absolute pleasure having you with us today. Thank you so much and good luck. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much for welcoming me. And uh, well, uh, we'll see uh, how things go from now, but it's going to be great. We're looking forward to it. You got to keep us updated. Yeah, thanks. Thank you very much. That wraps up this episode of The Mix Zone by Infant X Lab. You can follow us on LinkedIn and be in touch with our team for more information about sports tech solutions. Just shoot us an email at lab at We'll see you next time.